Welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. This episode is brought to you by Volkswagen. The all-new, all-electric ID.4 SUV is here, and it's for everyone. And it listens. All you have to do is ask. With a new enhanced voice control system, simply say a command like, Hello ID, I'm cold. And the cabin automatically warms up. Learn more at vw.com ID4. We're here for another episode of Clean Tech Talk. Today we're talking with Jacek Fjord, who's a Clean Technica contributor for several, several years. One of my close friends and sometimes business associates in Poland, but he's got a new new venture he's involved in the camp two, which is quite a fascinating kind of evolution of this in the in the sharing economy. So I was really excited about what he's doing and thought, hey, let's get you on a podcast and talk about this. So Jacek has a quick introduction. Maybe could you tell us what Camp Two is and how you got involved? Oh, in very simple words, like it's uh, we call ourselves Airbnb on wheels because that's what it essentially is. The concept is very similar, but it's instead of houses, we have houses on wheels, camper vans, motor motorhomes, uh, caravans, uh, you know, anything that gives you the freedom to travel wherever you want to go. So, yeah, it's very exciting to be part of it uh, together with Marta, my wife. And I'm actually supporting her in that uh, in in launching the the site in Poland, and it's it's very easy to answer how it started. You know, we started being passionate about camper camper vans and motorhomes when we were in New Zealand, probably in 2014, 15. That's when we first used a motorhome for our holidays with our kids, and we essentially we just loved it from you know from the very start, and. Uh, it's never changed. We've we've had several trips, and I've always wanted to be, like you know, part of a business around camper vans. So when I found Camp Two, like a year or two ago, I I we got in touch, and uh, we just said, well, if you're coming to Poland, we're happy to be part of it. So yeah. Long story short, <laughs> they emailed <Yeah>. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> If I have this correctly, the Camp 2 started in the Netherlands in 2014? Correct, correct, correct. And and so uh, how has it spread from there? Well, it started, uh, you know, like the story behind it is quite uh, quite exciting. Like, you know, a few friends had trouble renting a, a motorhome for the trip. And, you know, they were young, they were, you know, entrepreneurial and uh, they said, "Hey, let's do it, right? Let's start a platform to uh, to to allow private owners to rent out their vehicles because it was difficult to get one from a rental place." So yeah, they started building it. So it it was first the Netherlands, and then it spread to the to the, today. It's uh, the Netherlands, Belgium, the UK, which is very a very big market. Australia growing rapidly, the United States, and uh, and this year we're launching Poland, Sweden, and Finland. So it's a major rollout, really. And your wife Marta and you are are basically helping to. You're leading the Polish launch. 
exactly exactly yeah and so what does that uh, so what does that mm -hmm. entail well it's basically everything you know uh, i'm in the easy position because uh, i have another job so i'm i'm basically the face of camp too because Marta doesn't like to be the face she likes you know being the driver behind but uh, we have a small team and uh, it's like, you know, from translating the website to actually, you know, contacting new camper owners and uh, managing the site, managing all the drives behind, you know, all the engine of the website behind to help owners register the vehicles, to help, help travelers complete their bookings. So it's basically massive, really. So did you just say in a nice way a minute ago that... Marta likes being the backseat driver. Is that what you were just saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not she doesn't sure want to be in trouble right. when you when no, you get pulled no. over by the cops. But no, 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 no. no. no I know Marta. You, she she prefers to be out of the spotlight. Uh, but yes, yes. Yeah. And I always, you know, I go for the spotlight. So <laughs> you know me. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say anything because you know I don't want to. <laughs> You jump, you know, the spotlight's exactly. there, and you jump, jump to it like a like a cat, right? Is this, no, no, no. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, you're very I'm, natural I in front. Feel of... com I feel comfortable with people, so it's it's easy to talk to people, and it, it involves talking to media a lot these days. I think, so, I think if you yeah, were it's... born born in California or maybe anywhere in the U.S., you would have ended up being an actor in Hollywood or something. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to back to camp too. That's so, a yeah, good joke. <laughs> so you're, oh, <laughs> it was, wasn't a joke. You know? <laughs> but, so, I mean, the, the I mean, a, a cool thing about this is it's part of the sharing economy. You're sharing resources. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a very eco-friendly thing to do. Camper vans, camp, mm -hmm. campers, they're exciting. They're great. But I mean, some people live in them, but, you know, it's sort of a waste of resources for people to buy one to just use once in a while for, you know, everyone to buy their own. So I don't know, can mm. you, is there an eco, eco oriented <sighs> story behind it? Is it like a big part of you, what you're doing or what the founders have done? Well, you, you know, we are both very sensitive about uh, sharing economy and, you know, trying to be. Uh, eco and green in general in our lives so when i thought about campers it bothered me that they're heavy they burn a lot of fuel on the other hand you know with camp two i just feel it's doing the right thing you know if you own a camper van motorhome you know it stays like you know in your in your driveway for like 90 percent of the time you know in during the year if you just use it for yourself so that's a huge waste. It's a huge waste. So if you let p other people use it, it's just a basic example of how we can share things. Uh, and it's not forced, it's natural. You know, you know we, we've been involved in uh, car sharing projects before. We, we wanted to have our own electric car sharing program and we believed it and I still do. You know, that's the way to, uh, to organize things. And the, the more you do it, the better it is for everybody. Um, I have friends complaining about camper vans burning a lot of fuel. And at the same time, you know, they fly to an all-inclusive all holiday in Egypt for people on a plane and, you know, wasting energy and everything else that's on, uh, on side over there. Yeah, but um, you only have to think so, about it for a couple hours on the flight, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easier. True. You block it out when you're not. No, true, it's an interesting true. point. Interesting so, point. so yeah, it's. I, I do believe it. I, I try. I try not to get involved in things that don't make sense to me. You know, from that point of view of being ecological and uh, trying to live a greener life. So I know that Camp Two is very much involved in promoting that style and to, in promoting sharing economy. Well, then on the flip side, like the consumer side, who's who's you know using these that are on the platform. I mean, I assume a lot of people who are into camper van, you know, going using camper vans, camping that that kind of thing, are exploratory. They want to explore new places, new experiences, and it sounds very exciting to me that you can explore different camper, you know, different camper vans. You can use different campers to go different places, and you can have all different experiences. Even even a way to test out different ones before you perhaps buy your own if you're really set on it, you know, yeah. So much, it's, it, it resembles car sharing in general in so many ways, you know. We, we, I've used car sharing programs all over the world and uh, the best part of it is, I mean, one of the best parts of it is you can use various vehicles, you know, as opposed to having one, right, that you own. Same with camper vans and they come in so many different variations, you know, you can have alcoves, uh, semi-integral, integral, you know, various ways of how the interior is arranged. So it's like a never-ending story. You can just keep exploring motorhomes, right? Let alone traveling. <laughs> it's very exciting, really. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, sim- you brought up Airbnb at the beginning, sort of similar with that. You know, a lot of, if you use Airbnb a lot, you know, you can basically explore different homes and neighborhoods in a way that people you know live in a place rather than just going to hotels and having the same experience Correct. as you could have anywhere in the world so you know i think you know airbnb suffered a lot because during the pandemic because mm-hmm. people couldn't go out and can't you know i'm sure everything did you know when people were in lockdown but it yes. seems like the camper the camper approach to vacation and travel would be very appealing to, to a lot of people right now who are trying to stay away from others and dense places, dense population areas, you know, is that, are you, do you know, is there a lot of interest in this now, a lot more interest than there was before? Well, exactly a good point. Um, Poland, like, you know, we, we are experiencing a huge boom in camper life. During lockdown, all hotels in Poland were closed. You know, people couldn't go on other holidays, wintertime, we had, you know, dozens of uh, motorhomes, you know, in in winter areas uh, with people skiing and living in the camper vans. It, it was madness, you know. Nobody had seen it before in Poland. So this trend, I'm sure, will continue because people tasted this freedom of traveling, this, this joy of being, you know, on the road with your own place and uh, being independent. So... I don't think it's it's unstoppable now. It'll grow. And so as far as locations, I mean, say, for example, you know, my wife got really upset at me and kicked me out. What could I just get a camper van in, in Wrocław in Poland and be all right for a while? Or what, what are the, where can you get these right now? And, and what kind of you know, situations can you use them in? Well, you could be, you know, a nomad, nomad of course. <laughs> But that's not what I meant when I said experiencing uh, camper life. (laughs) 
but you can live with them in them wherever you want to. I mean, you can live it live in it uh, in the city. You can live in it in the wild. It's very much up to you. We normally can, go into the can, wild. Can I, and well, I we hope have some... I don't. <laughs> I hope I am not forced to use one because my wife kicks me out. We have some big parks here that you know, sort of like wilderness. I think, uh, but <laughs> yeah. Well, the I mean, but uh, where can you get them in Poland right now? Are they all over? Are in? Can you book them from major cities all over the country, mm-hmm. or are they? What's yeah. the kind of well, availability? Come, come to Poland. Come to Poland is uh, is launching now. So. We only have like a few dozen vehicles on on site registered now. By comparison, you know it's it's thousands globally for Camp Two, right? So we are just starting, but obviously they are normally around large cities, right? This is where they are centered. So we have like uh, quite a few in Warsaw, Łódź, Wrocław area. You know these cities, so it's easy for you to 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 get the idea. But generally, you can book them from anywhere. All you need to do is, you know, just go there, meet the owner. Most owners will let you leave your car uh, around the place. Or you can arrange with the owner to, you know, to deliver it to your place and you pay extra for that service. So there is a lot of freedom in where you book it from. But you can just sit online, you know, browse the vehicles, pick the date, you know, find the one you like, uh, you know, stop being scared about the price. (laughs) Uh, just ignore it, take it, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, there are some issues there. I hadn't even thought about about the transfer of uh, of the vehicles and stuff. Well, I, you know, when I was looking into this, I saw it was very popular, as you said, in in the UK. That that market seems to be huge for Camp Two, the Netherlands, where it was started. And you mentioned the US. Where where is it? I know you're focused on Poland, but can you say? Do you know where where it's available in the US? What's the uh... It's only it's only starting in, in the US. Uh, you know, it's a huge market, uh, and I think we still need an approach. We need a strategy for the US for today. But I'm sure Camp Two will want to grow, and uh, we want to grow, grow globally. We have people working from the states uh, as well for Camp Two, so it's it's really a global player, and we want to be there. This episode is brought to you by Volkswagen. The all-new, all-electric ID.4 SUV is here, and it's for everyone. And it listens. All you have to do is ask. With a new enhanced voice control system, simply say a command like, Hello ID, I'm cold. And the cabin automatically warms up. Learn more at vw.com slash ID4. And you mentioned, you know, sort of getting inspired to live the camp life when you were in, in New Zealand 12 years ago. Did you, had you experienced camping, camp life like this before that? Or was that the first time? No, that was the first time. I mean, so can, I, what? I'd been, I had gone camping like, you know, in a tent, right? It's not right. the same. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But New Zealand was the first time we actually rented a motorhome from a, a rental place called Brits, like middle class, because New Zealand is like, you know, it's, it's a, the best place for camper vanning <laughs> and camper life, in, uh, you know, in, in general. That's what I believe. There are so many rental places you can actually pick the price level you're interested in and have like luxury rental place or just middle or, you know, budget uh, rental place. So everybody will find their vehicle. So it was pretty easy to find one. Yeah, it would be be nice if you stop making us envious of uh, your trip to New Zealand, (laughs) but... (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> no, this, but I was, what I was getting, was going to ask then was, you know, this is fairly fresh for you then. And you can sort of remember the, the first experience and all that. Mm-hmm. It, what, what could, what kind of, what surprised you about mm. this, this lifestyle, this, this experience, what were you not expecting? And, and also, I guess, just from a more, more generally, what do you think people maybe don't realize or, or are scared of, but don't need to be scared of who are not, have not done this before? Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I remember the first time uh, we decided to take a motorhome and have our trip was that we were afraid we would get tired of ourselves <laughs> on that small, compact space. But in fact, yes. you know, yes, camp that... life, yeah, you know, yeah, we, that we comes out felt, as a... we never, yeah, we never felt it because we were so busy. We had busy days, you know. We, we traveled a short distance in the in the evening usually to get to another location where we wanted to be. You know, you you eat, get washed, go to sleep. Right, you wake up in the morning like you know under a volcano, <laughs> like it happened to us. You have a beautiful view. You go trekking. You know, go back into your camper van. You move on. It's like, it, it makes you, you feel great. I mean, that was the, the, the greatest experience and it was the greatest surprise that uh, we didn't feel really contained in that vehicle. We felt very free. And that was definitely something that, uh, you know, everybody loved, as I said at the start, you know. And my, my kids were young. They were like 8 and 11 at that time. And ever since, they always, you know, the best holiday is in a motorhome, right? So if they go on another holiday, it's just a holiday, right? <laughs> but dad, when are we going to rent another motorhome? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's how it goes. Uh-huh. But uh, you ask about what, what people are afraid of, and I think we are usually afraid of like operating this thing. You know, there are things to do, like, you know, filling up water, you know, playing with the gas tank, uh, cleaning the toilet tank. And... In fact, it's all like easy, you know, you do it once, you know how to do it, right? And it's, uh, it's just part of the game. Like at home, yeah. you need to clean, right? You need to do things. And it's just a yeah, little bit different. There is this kind of, there is this kind of barrier that you think, oh, this is what other people do. I'm not, I've not done this. I don't know how to do that. You know, you, like, mm-hmm. like you have to be a pro or something. You feel like, you know, <laughs> but, but you're saying that it's, I mean, I've been in one for a trip once when I was 15, I think, with my grandpa. We went from West Texas to up through Southern Colorado and back. And of course, he drove it. I was just a 15-year-old listening with my Walkman on most of the time, which irritated (laughs) him because I was like just listening to music all the time. But is this uh, like, is is it really like, you, you, you need a, a short walkthrough and you know what to do or is it does it take a, a few a week of learning stuff or now I, I i think this is a critical part of renting a a, a camper this transfer training and uh, this is probably something we will largely focus on with our owners to make sure they they feel comfortable you know doing this training to to travelers and uh, making sure that they actually understand it all because that solves problems in the rental period, right? If you don't do the training right, travelers will make mistakes, they will break things. And 
they will get upset, you know, so the whole experience won't be as good as it should be. So this is a very important element. And this, this transfer, like, you know, this training, if you're, you're renting a camper, I, I feel it should take up to one hour, you know, to, to walk th- to walk through uh, all the elements and uh, all the small things like, you know, how to switch on light and how to open the cupboards and uh, every camper has it uh, in a different way. So generally, I, I always tell people if, if you're in a camper, you know, and if you want to do something and you need to use some force, don't do it. It means you're doing something wrong, right? You'll break it. There is always a way to do it. You, you know, there is always a knack to, to open things. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, I, I know you're, you're d- definitely a deep thinker. You like thinking about history combined with psychology and sociology and all these things. Something that comes to mind talking about this is, you know, historically humans have, you know, we've been explorers, you know, we've, ex- we've spread ourselves across the world exploring and figuring out new things experiencing new places finding everything we can is there a kind of feeling when you're living you know living the camp life as you call it is there a kind of feeling like you you get connected to some roots of humanity some kind of like part of yourself that you haven't really given much time to experience much before or am i just sort of getting getting a little idealistic (laughs) no 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 it's it's up you're absolutely right i mean I, I'm very open about it. I just feel free in a camper, you know, and this feeling of freedom is what attracts me most. I can travel in a simple camper, in a luxurious camper. It doesn't matter. What matters is this, you know, sense of being on your own. That You decide about things. You decide if you want to go right or left. I know it sounds idealistic and maybe cheap at that time, but uh, I mean, I loved it. I remember being in Norway, three or four years ago and we just decided where to go looking at the weather maps and uh, it was so beautiful we didn't need an itinerary you know we knew what we wanted to see more or less but we followed the sun (laughs) and for two weeks in Norway in August second half of August which you might get some bad weather right we actually had the sun (laughs) for two weeks except for Bergen when it's it rains all the time in Bergen so it was one exception but that was you know our freedom that was our sense of being like detached from what we normally do where we are in a certain rut you know that we move along with and yeah it was beautiful it is each time well you mentioned you know different types of vacations and whatnot and this is something that always sort of bothers me is air travel is one of the most it'll explode your carbon your carbon footprint like you you know and basically when you have enough money you travel you know the more money you have the more you sort of travel fly around see more place more of the world you know it's it's something we're all attracted to Mm -hmm. doing but it's very polluting you know that it's it's really bad so you're pulling you're pulling me into a trap now i can see that no no i just (laughs) i i like the the idea of the, you know, the can you know, just exploring places in a camper van, sort of traveling around like that. There's so many places to see. You don't have to fly halfway around the world to see someplace. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it seems very, very eco-friendly, but then, but then there's the issue of still there's the fossil fuel. And I preparing for this, I, I think it was an article in the guardian where 
someone was mentioning they rented uh, a camper that was solar powered, I think. So it was, I guess, electric with solar panels mm. or something. Is Are there Mo- many electric most... campers on the market? Or are there... Good question. As you know, I love electric vehicles. So, of course, I studied electric camper vans. It's not easy, but uh, there are a few on the market. They're very expensive, I'm not very good with names, yes. Well, watch out what you say, because when we talk about electric vehicles and people say they're expensive, what do we say? Hey, come on, look at the TCO, right? Yes, yeah. (laughs) Right? But they are expensive. (laughs) Yeah. unfortunately <laughs> well, there was uh, there was one we wrote I, about last year and it Meridian, was like what i think i don't know i was just like wow that looks awesome and i was and the price yes. was nowhere to be found and i was just like man yeah. i could i'm really a, you know i'm not a camping person but i'm really attracted <laughs> to this when i finally found the price i was like oh well that's not happening <laughs> this is that's expensive not gonna, that's not like, gonna happen yeah, exactly. so, yeah you know for, for I've been I've been researching electric camper vans for a long time, and to me the challenge is uh, you know the vehicle weight, uh, battery adds weight, and most camper vans try to be below three thousand five hundred k- uh, kilograms because then you can still drive it with your B license, uh, driver's license, and you know mm, adding right. adding batteries is a challenge, right? But there are a few models, and uh, there is the Volkswagen uh, T, the the new one, and uh, I think there are crafters uh, made into camper vans, and there is the one I, I, I'm not sure I remember the the name right, Iridian, which is like a regular, beautiful, semi-integrated camper, uh, which is fully electric. The good thing then- about, I mean, what, what's best about? So, sorry, sorry, I'll just finish up. Uh, the best thing about it campus being electric is that you don't normally do long distance drives you know you you go to a place you do something and you move on to a new place but it's not normally like 600 kilometers away it could be two 300 kilometers away which is a perfect distance for an electric car and what do you do with your camper at night you plug it in whether it's electric or or you know ice right so it's just Part of the game, you plug your your vehicle in for the night. Yeah, that's really so, interesting points. And then, so I guess to circle around, maybe wrap, wrap up is, you know, so as you pointed out, the TCO, the the total cost of ownership, is is going to help the cost come down. And with your platform Camp Two, I mean, theoretically, if, if you're lucky, you know, you could have very high utilization of your camper because other people right. would be re- renting it and that that sort of low cost of operation could end up being a very you know end end up making it a very compelling financial case compared to a non-electric camper am i in the mm-hmm. right direction this mm-hmm. could you want yeah, to say yes. that more eloquently no no it's no 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 that's the right way to to see it it's uh, i'm i'm looking to buy a camper a camper myself and uh, of course i'll put it on our, on our camp to platform to be rented out, but not to make like to earn money on it. It's just to help me cover the costs uh, of owning one, and it's it's enough. You know, uh, I don't need to rent it a lot, and that's that's what we always tell owners when they worry about it, when they have some doubts. It's like it's it's totally up to you. You can rent it once a year because you want to have extra money for your insurance, right? You can rent it a few times a year and make really extra money. And it's entirely up to the owner. But 
this is exactly what it is. It's, you know, to give you this extra income to cover the costs of the camper that gives you the freedom and, you know, the life you want. Yeah, very interesting. I, you know, I, I was very, I was intrigued by this, but, you know, I've learned so much more in this conversation that makes it really attractive and, and more enticing. So I think you must <laughs> be doing a good job. At hopefully the, the launch in Poland goes well and also Sweden and Finland, I think you said, were the other places. Yes, exactly, yep. And uh, expansion in the U.S. and and elsewhere. So it sounds like a really exciting idea, and it feels to me like you like the timing is really good. Like you know, like Airbnb. Well, it's very simple. The next time you come to Poland, book a camper in advance and enjoy it. Well, thanks a lot for explaining it and what you're doing in another venture sort of a, a bit of addicted to this yes <laughs> i am definitely yeah. all right thank you and have have a good evening thank you zach thank you for listening to clean tech talk join us next time to get your electric fix If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks. Thanks.